Hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever this may find you. Welcome to Seasons and Sessions and glad that you chose to be joining us today. My name is Joel and um, I have someone with me today. But before we go any further, I would like him to introduce himself. Yes, hello everyone. Uh, thank you so much for sacrificing the time to, to join on here and listen on to this podcast. My name is Michael. Michael Akangasira, but yeah, a number of friends call me Akan. Interesting. Okay, why why Akan? Does Akan come from Akangasira? Yes, it does. Actually, this this was a name. The history behind this, the shortening of this name, is actually quite interesting because it came from high school. Okay. Yeah, there was a school I had just joined, but I was so introverted, should I say? Mm. Yeah. So it, I took like one semester, one term in this school, and when I left for holidays, people went and they researched. Back then, Facebook was a big <laughs> thing. <laughs> and, you know, Facebook could not check out my full name, Makanga Sarah, so it shortened it and it became oh, a <laughs> So coming back the next term, everyone I'm hearing people should say, Akana, 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 Akana. Like where did it come from? <laughs> Facebook. So, yeah, wow. Like that, it stuck. There was something I wasn't comfortable with, but yeah, eventually it stuck. And it stuck, and now you're comfortable with a can, Michael, mm-hmm. a can. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting, interesting. Welcome, Michael. We are glad that you are joining us today. Yeah. Um, today, we are going to be sharing from Romans 12. Um, 12. And if I read from the NIV version, it says that um, be joyful in hope patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. I'll just repeat that once again. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. So, Michael, when you, listen, when you hear this scripture, how, how does it speak to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, every time, every time we, we take off time to read the Word of God, mm. we're not reading it like it's a storybook. Yeah. Yeah, we're not reading it like it's a newspaper. Mm. There is meaning behind literally every letter and every word that's put in the Bible. Yeah. So here, when I see my version, because my version is the KJV, mm. it says rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. prayer. Mm. And I, I think to myself, what does hope actually mean? Hope is the expectancy of something good. Right. Yeah. So mm. I believe when the writer, who is Paul in this case, was writing this, he was speaking to a believer that has lost hope, hope right? Mm. And he's telling, he's trying to communicate to the believer that don't lose your hope. Yeah, don't lose your hope. He's saying, continue in your prayer, continue in rejoicing, continue believing in God, regardless of what you're going through, yeah. regardless of what you're facing. Keep your consistency as regarding your spiritual life. Mm. Yeah, so that's what speaks to me regarding wow. this Wow, amazing. And um, the, the, the other part after the hope part, Michael talked about being joyful in hope, patient in affliction. Um, well, for many of us, you know, when we face a trying time, we want that time to pass as, um, as soon as it can. But it reminds me about um, James that talks about um, count it all joy. You know, someone would be wondering and asking themselves, why should I be joyful when I'm going amidst a tribulation? And count it all joy when you go through this because it's going to give you perseverance. So now here, when I look at this, it says patient in affliction. Now, when we are going through tough times, 
and there are lessons i think as we build that patience there are important lessons that god wants us to learn and these equip us on our journey as we grow as christians and then faithful in prayer that speaks to me that in in and out of season it 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 doesn't it doesn't have to be good for me to pray it doesn't have to be bad for me to pray but i have to be faithful in prayer because prayer is communication with god i know how you love to communicate to your loved ones or anyone else like that who is special in your life so this communication this prayer is is a way of communicating to god so let's always be faithful in prayer regardless of what we are going through let's always be faithful in prayer wow so that was our scripture for um for this week and um on to our topic for today we're talking about battling addiction so um i'll just first pose the first question if anyone may be wondering michael when we talk about addiction what comes to your mind what is addiction i was thinking about about that very thing today morning Mm -hmm. i was brushing my teeth and i thought to myself or rather i don't even think this was my own thought i think this was a revelation brought by the spirit Mm. of god Uh, addiction how okay i can see here in, in, when i look at it from the google google's perspective it says a condition of being addicted to a particular substance or activity mm. when i thought about it today is i have realized that in most cases what we term as addictions are the things that are probably maybe visible or probably commonly termed as mm, addictions mm. but there are things in our lives that we are actually addicted, addicted to, to but we mm. haven't yet come to the full knowledge that we are yeah. addicted to them yeah. you know someone can be addicted to constantly watching movies mm-hmm. true true that can be an addiction right yeah. mm-hmm. someone can be addicted to constantly listening to music mm-hmm. and without music they are they are dead yes yeah so mm. something i believe when i'm looking at it from the spiritual perspective is something that you're a slave to mm. because you see a slave cannot run away from their from their master right they are tied mm. they cannot leave they they find their way back exactly. there exactly mm. exactly mm. so i believe to be addicted and i'm looking at it from the biblical perspective mm. is something that we are tied to okay yeah mm. Both, both the things that we actually see and the things that, that we don't see. That we don't see. Because yeah. you could be addicted to things that you know you've just taken it for granted. You know? mm. It's just a small thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm watching mm. movies. I'm watching. You know, I'm listening to music. That could actually also be a, an addiction. Mm. Wow, wow. So that is that is actually a different perspective from the everyday perspective that people know. You know, yeah. when people talk about addictions, people run to okay drugs smoking maybe something else like that but actually there are even those small things you know actually even even social media there are people who are so much addicted to social media yeah so um diving into um your your your, your that 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 part of you um i know god has been using you in very many ways to tell a story yeah and um like like you mentioned part of it is addiction but i mean i i believe god has a major role to play in this right god has a major role to play in this so who was michael before um god stepped in okay oh god was always in the picture uh <laughs> god was in the picture but he was very big 
I never mm. had a proper understanding of who God actually was mm. to mm. me. Yeah, but I can tell you clearly when we're looking at the perspective of addiction, we're looking at the perspective of what what you what you're tied to, what you're a slave to. Mm. Uh, Michael as someone who was addicted first of all, I believe my very first addiction was pornography mm. and masturbation. Mm. This was something that was so deeply rooted in me. This is something that started when I was uh, I think I first looked at a video when I when I just finished my primary. Uh, it went on, it kept on progressing because sin does grow. Yeah. Yeah, so I was addicted to pornography, masturbation. Along the way, I I got addicted to relationships. Like mm-hmm. I told you, an addiction is not something that you yeah that you can just mm-hmm. yeah because this is something that I could never I could never break the cycle and the pattern patterns of always being in a relationship and mm-hmm. this led me to being in toxic relationships. Okay. Yeah, I was later on and also started drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that became an addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is something I could not stop almost every day, every weekend drinking mm-hmm. alcohol, liquor, and it also didn't start off with a strong liquor. This is the interesting thing about sin. It never starts as small. adult sin. Mm. It starts as baby, <laughs> baby sin. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I like the way you're saying adult sin, baby sin, yeah. but it's still all sin anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it, it grows. Start, yeah, yes. It grows. Mm. The Bible actually does talk about mm. when you read the book of James. Mm. It talks about sin maturing. So, yeah. It starts off with the sports manners. When you're doing hard, hard stone liquor. And you know, the interesting thing about sin is. You know, I feel, uh, I feel like it's, it's, it's controlled by the master of lies. Yeah, the devil. The devil. Uh, I remember when, when I had started watching the uh, erotic videos, mm. I was I used to tell myself, no, it will never get to the point where I'm actually seeing people's private parts. Mm. Eventually, it reached there. Mm. When I started drinking Smanovs, I never ever thought that it would reach a point where I'm actually drinking hardcore liquor. I used to be like, no, that, that stuff t- tastes so bitter, that can't be mm. me, that can't. But eventually it turned out to be me. Mm. When I when I shifted to weed, I started out with the, with the cookies, with the you know edibles, things that you can eat and they actually make you high because they have weed in them. Mm. I never ever thought I would be smoking, but eventually I also started to, to smoke. smoke. Yeah, so you can see there is a pattern of all these things. Mm. Yeah. Is a pattern for every every single every single addiction, every single thing that we term as sin. Yeah. Has a pattern. Has, has a, a pattern. Stage. It has a, a middle stage and it has a maturity stage. stage. Mm. Yeah. It keeps on getting worse and worse. So um, I think that is a lesson for us to learn, even as as Christians, you know, because sometimes you know, um, people try to get to points where they compromise, where they're like, it's just something small. It just it's just something small but you know the way you've explained that helps us even understand more that it's it's actually something small but the moment it starts and it grows and you feed it yeah. it will actually become something big yeah because you mentioned that you never saw yourself in those places at one point and you're like okay yeah. i will be taking this hardcore liquor or something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. but see when you started as long as you begin that journey and you constantly feed that scene it eventually gives birth to something bigger. Uh, maybe because this is a gospel podcast, mm-hmm. let's also give reference to scripture. You yeah. For us from mm-hmm. the NIV, the book of James, chapter okay. 1. I think it's verses uh, 4, 
James 1, 14 to 15, it says, But each one of you is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire he has conceived, he has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it has fully grown, gives birth to death. You see, so that means sin grows. Yeah. Sin matures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, the, the Bible has given us a pattern to how addictions begin. It starts off with a with a desire. Mm. You get now a desire has been planted in me. That maybe you know. Let me just watch this erotic video. I mean that we're not seeing actually to a point. Yeah. It's a desire. Mm. But you see, that desire has given birth to sin. Yeah. And you see, sin is going to keep on maturing. It won't stop at the stage of just you seeing erotic videos. It's going to go on to you now actually watching real life porn. It's not going to stop on porn. Now you're mm. going to have the desire to actually act it out, act mm. what you're watching, and it will now shift to to masturbation. Yeah. It's not going. You're going to have this one time where your friends call you out, and you're like, you know what? It's just a cocktail. I mean. It has a bit of alcohol, but it's mm, just it just has something Some, small. Just something small. Mm. You understand? Mm. And repeatedly doing this, you you end up into the, the pool of addiction. Mm. Yeah. People undermine these things. Mm. People undermine these things. And I remember one of the deceptions that I used to have when I was living that sort of life. And I know some of you that are listening to us right now, you can relate. Mm. Is that thought of you know? Right now, I'm still in my 20s. Right now, yeah, I'm I am still young. in my teens. Mm-hmm. When I reach 30 years old, mm-hmm. I'll change. I'll stop. I'll become better. But it's a very big deception. Yeah. I have physically seen with my own two eyes mm. people who have struggled with these things in their marriages. Yeah. People who have struggled with these and things in their, you know, in their 60s. And not even only that, but you're not you're not sure what time you have on earth. Exactly. So you can't say that okay, I will change when I'm thirty. What mm-hmm. if you die tomorrow? What if you die now? You don't know what happens the moment after this. Yes, but to, to mm. you that is listening, that is why you are drawn to listen to us today. We are going to talk very deeply about addiction. So we're going to talk very deeply about sin and not only talk about sin, but we're also going to give you a way out how to live how to overcome sin how to overcome addictions i have come to learn in my time mm. that so many people that battle with these things don't enjoy these things yeah but they just don't know how to live these things mm. i have interacted with so many people that tell me michael i really want to stop but i can't stop mm. every time i stop it only takes me two days it takes me five days it takes me a week it takes me a month it takes me two months some even tell you it takes you 12 months but they still end up back where they started and it, it actually some it even where whenever they get breaks they come back and they're even much worse than they used to be mm. so uh, to you that is listening and maybe you're struggling with addiction any form of addiction yeah don't 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 stop listening just keep on cut off any distraction that probably is around you right now and listen listen and also share listen on to the next episode which i'll be sharing on this yeah. Okay. This is your time out. Amen. Amen. I believe that um, this is a time for deliverance for many. So, Michael, um, during that time, um, you said that God was in the picture, mm. but not so much in the picture. I can I'm imagining maybe like blurry. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, at that point, were you in church then? Were you like um, rooted in a church? 
by then when all all this was happening now uh, why i struggled or rather why the picture of god was was vague in my life at mm. the time is because i had an idea of god mm. i didn't have the knowledge of, of who god, god is exactly. mm. those are two different things yeah you can have the idea of god but mm. actually not have the knowledge of, of who god is of who god is mm. you understand so I believe that that's the place that I was in. Yeah, the place I was in a place where the church that I was in, because I used to go to church. I did used to go to church. I would go to church, but in my mind, I used to feel so bad. I used to feel like a sinner, and I had such a terrible prayer life. Why did I have a prayer life? Because each and every single time I drop on my knees to pray to God, I'd pray to God with a with, with a thought ringing in my mind. Why asking for forgiveness? Yet you know you're going to go back to do the same very thing. Mm, the devil now. Condemnation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Asking God for forgiveness. You know what you're going to do tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. You know today night you won't sleep without you know watching porn. Mm-hmm. You know that tomorrow you're going to fornicate. Mm. You know tomorrow you're going to be in the bar. And then I, it became more of it wasn't a relationship. I felt like I was now working with God. I, would, I used to go to church on Sundays, but with a mentality of, you know what, I have lived, I have spent six days sinning. Let my seventh day be what? Mm, the presence a good of day. God. Mm. Yeah. yeah, to cover up. Yeah. Mm. And then Monday, back to where I stopped. So, <laughs> it was a constant back and forth, back and forth. And you know, you're sitting in church and they are talking about sin and how bad it is mm. and how God does not love sinners. And you get, so it was just a consistent cycle of thoughts that are going on in my mind mm. reached a point whereby I said you know what I think this thing isn't for me because I can't be holy I can't mm-hmm. stop drinking mm. I can't stop smoking I can't stop watching porn yeah and the church is saying that you cannot be in the church if you're not doing these things yeah. so uh, to me it reached, it reached a point whereby salvation or Christianity quote in court uh, became became too complicated Mm, you couldn't handle. I could not handle. Mm. The demands were too many, mm. and still, even now, today, it's, I, I have come to realize that so many people are, still str- are struggling with the same ideology. Mm. Uh, a few months ago, I bumped into a friend of mine. Yeah, we are not met for so long, and this is a girl. She meets me and she tells me, Michael, you're so quiet and calm these days. Mm. Then I'm like, yeah, I I found my life in Jesus, mm-hmm. and I caught her very well. She tells me, wow, I'm so happy for you. I wish I could do the same. And now, now this gives me the idea, and that, that actually so many people are going through the same thing that I was going through. Yeah, they think that it is available for some, some not all, not all. Mm. But I want to let you know, child of God, whether you're a believer right now, listening to me, and whether you are not a believer. Want you to know that it is available for everyone. everyone. Yeah. When Christ died on the cross, He wasn't dying for a specific kind of people. He was dying for all. All. His criteria was the whole entire world. Because the reason as to why 
God gave us the law, and this is something that people don't understand. Mm. The reason why God gave us those commandments that thou shall not do this, thou mm. shall not steal, thou shall not kill, thou shall not, you know, and even goes on to say that when one breaks one commandment, they mm. have broken all. all. Mm. The reason as to why He gave us these commandments was to show us the standard, yeah, His standard of mm. holiness, mm. yeah, and He was to show us that there is no human being here alive on earth. That can match up to those standards. Mm. There is no one. Mm. That is why Jesus came yeah. to help us. If you are read of the word, you know somewhere where Jesus tells the disciples and the Pharisees to those that were listening to him. He said, mm. I did not come to abolish the law, the mm. commandments. Mm. I came rather to fulfill it. Because we have now Jesus, he can help us live effortlessly yeah. without sinning. Right. Understand. Mm. So, to you all that are, are, are listening to me, I want you to know that Christ died. The Bible even tells us that, yeah, we know we know God's love. That in Romans five eight, that even while we were yet sinners, mm. Christ, Christ died, died for, for us. us. This is Romans mm-hmm. five eight for those that are listening. Mm. God died for you. You being a sinner while and you're I even love, still sinning. While you're still sinning. So it wasn't your performance that was a qualification for God to die for you. Mm. No, 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 no. And I like how the next verse to that, verses 9, it says, Now much more than being now justified by his love, his blood, blood. We, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Yeah. Now that you have been saved, now that you have been saved and now you've been justified, mm. how much more will now God love you? Because he loved you when you were sinning. Yeah. Now that he has died, how much more will he love? And now this goes to now. That I'm speaking now to the believer who's still struggling with sin. Mm. Yeah. Now I've shifted. And yeah. I was talking to the one that doesn't hasn't yet accepted and received. Yeah. Mm. And for if you're there and you've not yet received Christ into your life, don't worry. At the end of this, we're going to, to say a prayer with you to help you uh, meet and receive Christ into your life. You understand? So now here I go now to the to the believer. Mm. I have received God into my life. I have mm. received Christ into my life, but I'm still sinning. Yeah. Yeah. People, uh, you know, it's so it's so interesting. It's so interesting, yeah. Because you know, in the New Testament, sin is not only breaking the commandments. Mm. The Bible says anything done without faith is sin. Yeah. Mm. So your unbelief can also be sin. sin right. Right now in the New Testament. Mm. Yeah. So I, I love this scripture. It's in Colossians two six. It says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye by him and live by the grace that you started with. What does what does this scripture mean? The scripture means before you received Christ into your life, mm. you were not praying. You were not fasting. Yeah? Mm. You were living a life full of sin. Mm. And now you receive Christ into your life. Yeah. What makes you think that now that you have received him, you're going to do these things and now God will now see you? Put five stars on your so, so many people hit themselves with so many things. Yeah. Anyways, later on, I'll dwell so much into this. But I want to go back to the part of addiction and the part of you being a sinner. Yeah, and you who has received Christ and you're still struggling. Mm. Yeah. Your performance is not what qualifies God's love for you. Wow. I think, <laughs> I think even, even, even away from addiction, you know, mm. people still think that, um, okay if i go to church you know it's like um me thinking that okay you know how we used to have class attendance today he has gone to class Mm. i put a tick there Mm. today he's also in class so that's what 
some people have in their minds that God is actually there ticking today I was in church on Sunday this and that and the other God is desiring to have a relationship with us right he's desiring to have a relationship with us many of us are tied to that and it's it's exactly what you said you know there's a certain kind of way um this was introduced to us that we are still we are still living by if i do this god will love me more if i do this god will love but actually <laughs> He said, "Come as you are. Yeah. You don't need to, you know. Okay, like you know, let me clean myself up. Let me do this. Come as you are. Wow. Uh, I was at a radio show a couple of weeks back, and I was sharing with them, and I told them, God doesn't love you because you love me. Mm. He loves you because He's love. Because He is love. Wow. I I liked that so much. Yeah. So it's it's there is nothing that you did to." qualify for God's love. To earn that love. No. And there is also nothing that you can do mm. to not qualify for that love. Mm. You know it also works the other way around. Yeah. There's nothing you, you can did. do to qualify that love. Mm. And there's nothing that you can do right now mm. to qualify for that, that love. Understand? Mm. And this is now a message that is not common in churches. Mm. You understand? That's why I say I showed you very beautifully in verses 9 of Romans chapter 5. It says, How much more now now that you're now a believer, now that you've yeah. received him, mm. will you be justified by his blood? Will, will you be saved from his wrath? Yes. Mm. Yeah. How much more now that you've been justified by Christ? How much more that God, you have now received him into your life? Mm. How much more will now God love you? Mm. Because he loved you even without you doing all these things. Yeah, when you are still life, there. Trying to, you know. Mm. Yeah. Now that you have actually said those words, and this is something that very deeply I need to also share on maybe I don't know, yeah, depending on how the spirit leads. Yeah. Now that I have received Christ, the pattern, the pattern of thinking. Yeah, but I don't know, maybe Joel will into that. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So, one key point that we have highlighted there, it's it's relationship. Because I, I also, when you try to find people um, who are trying to do things on their own, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You didn't start your salvation. What makes you think that you can can maintain it? It's a lot of you know, work. I, mm. I, even at that show I was sharing, uh, I shared that most people think that salvation, when you have started that journey, it's like you have signed a contract with God. Mm. And now that I've received you, God, now I should not drink. Now I should not smoke. Now I should not do this. Now if I do this, oh, you have ticked me out. It is a relationship. Mm. When you read the book of Revelations, chapter 3, verses 20, he says, Here I am, I stand at your door and knock. If anyone listens to my voice and opens the door, I shall sit and eat with him and he with with me. Me. Mm. And I shared very profoundly on this scripture. I said, when someone is standing outside your door and they knock, they don't know what you're doing inside your house. No, they don't. You Mm. could be killing someone. You could be raping you could be stealing. Mm. You could be doing so many things. Mm. But you see, Christ is a gentleman. Mm. Yeah, he stands at your door and knocks. And knocks. Yeah, he's not said, clean up your house and let me in. I mm. said, no, let me in and I'll help you clean up, clean your, up house. your house. Wow. It is wow. his job. Mm. It is his responsibility. Jesus told his disciples, he was speaking to believers, not non-believers. Mm. He was speaking to believers. He said that 
that you, you say that unless you convert your minds and become like little the children mm. you will not be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven you have to become like a little child i want you you who that is listening to me take yourself back to when you were a little child when you were 5 years 8 years 10 mm. years why you doing anything why you walking you were concerned your job was to sit eat be taken to school be dressed up mm. all those things Picked. Mm-hmm. it's the same thing right now for a believer yeah yeah you receive him into your life me when i was struggling with all these things i came to god with a genuine heart mm. i remember very vividly i went on my knees and i told him i said god i'm receiving into my life today but i'm still struggling with alcohol mm. I'm still struggling with pornography mm. i'm still struggling with weed i'm still struggling with sex Mm. I'm still struggling with all these things. Mm. And me and no one to tell me to now change all of a sudden to flip the switch. Mm. It's not realistic. It's not possible. Mm. But I told God what I'm going to do. It's going I'm going to give I'm going to give a chance to believe in you. And how I exercise that belief was sitting down and reading his word. Yeah. Reading his word. Mm. And let me tell you, each and every single day. And it's not like I sat down and I read from Genesis to Revelation. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. Bible says that the word of God is alive it is active sharper than yeah, a double edged sword it is yeah. too powerful that even just you sitting down and reading a verse a day mm. is enough to transform and change your life mm. and over time things i dropped said to drop off me effortlessly i didn't yeah. i wasn't trying to do anything in my own strength mm. effortlessly this is what the bible means when you when you read john 15 from verses 1 to 5 this is what it means that if you remain in me and yeah, i in you shall bear much fruit without mm. me you cannot bear fruit this is what it means when you remain in god you bear fruit yeah and you see the bible says that that, that uh, where where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom is freedom mm. liberty is liberty mm. so you cannot tell me that each and every single day where i'm dwelling in the presence of god there are certain things that will break off me effortlessly because mm. i'm in the presence of god and this is a law this is a principle it mm. has to break off me right it has to break off me mm. it just reaches just you just need to be able to submit right this is what James 4:7 says submit yourself to God then resist, resist the devil and he will flee, flee. Mm. the devil can fight long but uh, can fight hard but he can't fight long mm-hmm. can fight wow. hard but he can't fight, fight long. long wow when he came to tempt Jesus in the desert mm. Jesus kept on firing back with the word yeah and that is the bible tells us and the and, and the devil left mm. he left mm. he left he fights hard but he can't fight, fight long. long yeah what keeps you standing up is the word of god jesus says unto the men who build their houses on a rock mm. and he says those who build their houses on the rock storms storms will come he says those who hold on to my words his word the word of god shall be like a man who builds his house onto a rock when storms come when winds come when floods come he shall remain standing standing yeah. be established yeah So without the word of God there is no liberty. Mm. You're that still is, held captive to those yes, things that That is why John 8:32 says then you will know the truth the and truth the truth shall set, shall you, set free. you free. So without the word of God there is no liberty from the things that is trouble with. Mm. And that is why I tell people so often that you do not have a spiritual problem, you have a knowledge problem. Wow. 
Wow. So you're going to find someone who's struggling with alcohol. Mm. And he's a believer. He mm. believes in God. And by the way, to you that's listening to me, this is not to condemn you. God loves you. Yeah. Not because mm. you're lovely, but because he is His love. love. Wow. Yeah, you're going to find a believer who's struggling with alcohol. Mm. And he's going to be in his prayer realm and he's saying your secret place space. And he's saying, The spirit of alcohol, leave me. Spirit of alcohol, leave me. Mm. But how often how, how have you gotten time to judge yourself with the word of God? Mm-hmm. Have you gotten time to read the word of God? And not only read but to do. You know when when I talk about judging yourself with the word of God, yeah. it is when it is you sitting down and looking and, and putting a torch into your heart mm-hmm. and telling yourself, Peter, John, Mary, telling yourself, Michael, mm-hmm. how much do I know versus how much do I do because I know? Wow. How much do, do I know? know versus how much do I do because I know? Mm. So it's one thing to know, mm-hmm. but if you know and you do not but, do, exactly. it's like you're ignorant. You do hey, not know exactly. at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This other Bible tells, you know, the Bible speaks of this man. He says it's like a man who goes and looks at look at it, looks at himself in a mirror, and after some time goes out and forgets how he looks like. like. Mm. These are the men that only stop in the place of reading. Mm. These are the men who have gotten an idea of God, but they have not gotten the revelation of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to have, you know, there's so many people who can come and they preach the Word of God, they preach the Gospel, but yeah. they have not yet the revelation. Mm-hmm. That is why, that is why you see some believers still struggle with the things that they struggle with. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell you that I read the Bible every day, but I'm still struggling with lust. I'm still struggling with alcohol. I'm mm-hmm. still struggling with all these things. But have you actually sat down and thought to yourself, what does it mean when the Bible says who the Son sets free is free? It's free indeed. What does it mean when the Bible says that now this no, now sin shall no longer have dominion over you? What does it mean mm. when it says I am no longer in the realms of the flesh, but I'm now in the realms of the spirit? Romans 8. What does it mean? You're going to see a believer, tongue-speaking believer, who's mm. struggling with condemnation. And they have read the Bible. They have read the scripture that says, now there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. He has the idea. It has stayed in the brain. It has not become a revelation in their heart. Yeah. So, right now in this first episode, because right now I feel like I'm going into teaching about <laughs> overcoming addictions and all mm. these things. But I wanted to give us just just a, a glimpse of what I'm going yeah. to be sharing on in the next episodes. But today, I want us to talk about addictions. And I want to relate with you that is listening to me. Yeah, you could be a believer. You could be someone who knows God. You could also be someone who has no idea of God. And you have sat down and thought to yourself that, I really want to do this thing. Like I told mm. you, I have interacted with so many people. Yeah. So many people. And I can tell you, as you're going to quote a percentage, I was going to say 90%. Mm. But no, 101% of the people that I interact with mm. say they want to live, but they just don't know how to, to live. I want to tell you today that it is very possible. I want to tell you today in how you are led to listen to this podcast. This is God's message for you. And right. This is God delivering you from that thing. I don't care how many years you have spent in it. Mm. It does not matter. And that is a thing, by the way. You know, when people are looking at these things, they're like, but can I be free, really? I have spent these years, or I have spent this time, you know, 
we actually set those limitations mm-hmm. that man me i have spent this time it's like we are finding so much joy in this limitation mm. yeah let me tell you what is impossible for men is possible for with god, god. yeah mm. how how many years was that man at the well paralyzed for how many years mm. yeah god can just in that instance he received just freedom I'm not only saying them theoretically. I'm I'm telling I'm going to tell you things and I'm going to teach you things that I have personally experienced. I have personally put into practice and I have seen the fruits. I have seen the results of this. Mm. Yeah, so I don't care whatever addiction you're struggling with. It does not matter right now you're in the presence of God. What I what I expect from you what I would, what I would love from you is to just open up your mind, open up your heart to receive me the word of knowledge today wow 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 so michael um one thing that um i've highlighted from what you've shared one important thing is god's word is god's word is god's word and it's not only about reading and you know but you read you meditate understand and do you know you put into action what you do so if i go to romans um, romans 8:5 it says that the mind that is governed by the mind of a sinful man this is another version the mind of a sinful man is death the mind of a sinful man is death but the mind that is controlled by the spirit is life and peace so um addiction in relation to the mind okay so for us to understand all these things we need to go back to the beginning mm. everything has a beginning right the bible says desire gives mm. birth to, to so, sin. We need to go back and look at the very first desire. Mm. The desire to eat a fruit. Mm-hmm. In the garden of Eden. Mm. To those that know the story. So, I want you to close your eyes and meditate and picture yourself in that garden. Yeah. Picture yourself in Eve's shoes. Mm. Yeah. Picture yourself in Adam's shoes. You're in a place of abundance mind you that during that time there was no suffering there was no lack there was even no death Adam and Eve could live forever and ever yeah here comes a conniving spirit a conniving serpent and comes and tells Eve look at how beautiful this fruit is I mean he, you know he's the father of lies so you can convince you of something kill. that mm. And he's telling you, look at how beautiful, look at how shiny, how juicy it is. I mean, you have tested all the fruits in the garden, but you've never tested this. Aren't you curious to know how this tastes like? And how Eve says, but no, God told us. God said that, no, we can eat any other, any other fruit, but not this fruit. And he says, ah, ah, this fruit goes beyond taste. Let me tell you, if you eat this fruit, you even become like God. I think how God just, you know, he vanishes, he speaks here, he says, brings this into light, brings this into light, you also have that same power if you just eat. And you don't even need to eat the whole of it, just get a bite, a small bite, and that will transform you. Then Eve, because now the desire has entered, she gets the fruit and eats it. When she takes that bite, she also goes and gives it to the, to the husband. And because the husband loves 
her so much. He also eats of it. And when they both eat, they are awakened to something. Mm. Oh my God, we are naked. Oh my God, what has happened? And that was the beginning of guilt. Yeah. That was when the guilt conscience, the consciousness of guilt started. That is why very fast, the God leaves, try to hide themselves and hide and hide from even God. You understand? And God comes in and asks them, asks, calls for Adam, and Adam is nowhere to be seen. And now Adam comes, Adam, Adam's, uh, when he finds Adam, he, he tells Adam what's wrong. Adam says, we are naked. And God tells him, why? Who told you that you are naked? Have you eaten of the fruit? So now they, it goes into a blame game, Adam blaming Eve, Eve blaming the serpent. And now because God is a just God, he cannot go outside his principles. He says, when you eat, you shall die. die. Mm. Death does not mean ceasing to exist. You know, people have this thing that they think that when someone says that you have died, you have ceased to exist. No, because you have a soul. <laughs> so it doesn't mean you cease to exist. It means you, just, you have just left this realm. But you see, the death that God was talking about here was separation from him. Yeah. Both in that physical realm and even in the afterlife. He meant separation. So because they had eaten this and because they had awakened, they had sin had been produced. Remember the scripture I shared earlier? Desire gives birth to, to sin. sin. Now, God cannot be in the presence of sin. So he had to leave. But you see, God being fully, fully love, loving them not because they were lovely, because the act they had done was not lovely, mm. but because he is love. He says, you know what? In this garden, there is also a garden. There is also a fruit that can give you the power to live forever. Mm. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to kick. You, I'm going to uh, leave, make you leave this place, so that you do not also eat this fruit. So that now I give you a chance to find redemption. So that I give you a chance to now, you know, be delivered from this sin and have your rightful place with me. I'm not going to let you perish. Imagine living in a world, living forever, where you have cancer. Imagine living forever where you have to work to bring food on the table. Living in a world where there is sickness, disease, there is pain, there is heartbreak, there is anxiety, there is depression. All those things were not there in the garden. There was only joy, peace, happiness and love. But because they had given birth to something, the Spirit of God vacated. So now they just be, they were left alone with their, their sin. So now that's when the consciousness of saying, now I need to be good. Yeah. Now I need to do this. This, that is, this is the place where it began. It came from. Mm. Get. Now it became a game where Adam and Eve had to do things to please God. Mm. It, became, it became something. Now you can see it even transferred to their children. Now their children even had to bring things to please God. Before those things weren't mm. there. Mm. Sacrifices weren't there. Right. Mm. Yeah. That's when our sacrifices came in. That's when now even things of jealousy came in. Mm. Yeah, Abel killing his own was it Abel? Cain, Cain, Cain killing Cain, Cain, Abel, mm. blood brother. Mm. Yeah, that is now when death entered into the world. Mm. When we talk about death, death is much deeper than how we actually term it. Yeah, yeah. Death is so 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 deep. Yeah, death comes from two parents. Mm. Its father <laughs> is the devil. Mm. Its mother is sin. Mm. That's where death comes in. And when you look at death, death is so much deep. Death comes through the flesh. I want you to think of everything that doesn't carry life. 
Depression doesn't carry life. Doesn't. Cancer doesn't carry life. Mm. Anxiety doesn't carry life. Mm-hmm. Even worry doesn't carry life. Yeah. That is why when Jesus is telling them, worry not about tomorrow. He even tells them, who by worry can even add a single hour to their life. Yes. That means he's trying to tell us, even in that worry, there is death. Mm. So death is in everything that we see that that doesn't give us peace. Right. That is why Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. I see where I'm coming with this. Yeah. So, anyways, so uh, death is now in the world, mm. and everyone is now trying to do things to please God, trying to do this, trying to do that, in order to be in a right standing with God. Now, God says, "You human beings have no idea what I regard as good, mm. right? God as holy." Mm. So He says, "I'm going to get this one man called Moses and give him my ten commandments." Mm. Show you the standard, standard yeah. of holiness that I deserve and expect mm. from human yeah. beings. Mm-hmm. And he gave it to them. Unfortunately, even Moses himself did not understand the reason why he was given those commandments. Mm. These commandments were not things that we needed to do to now be. We're not, it was not an obligation for us. Yeah. Because it was impossible for a human being at to that meet time all those to meet all those. It was very impossible. Mm. Very impossible. You've broken one, you've broken all of them. That was the standard of holiness. Mm. Yeah. So now he gives them this chance. But knowing that in the end, he was going to send Jesus. Mm. Because from the very beginning, God had accounted for all these things. That is why even he told Eve that he, your child shall, shall crush the, the serpent. Mm. He was talking, he was speaking of Jesus. For him, he already had a backup plan. Yeah. That means, you see, he was even loving them. Even in the midst of their sin, that goes to show you that God's love goes far much deeper than your performance. Mm. It's not about our performance. It's not about your performance. Mm. So now, now fast forward. Now Jesus is coming to the picture. Jesus has brought life. He has mm. brought what we call and what we term as grace. Mm. Grace for the sinner. So now he has come because according to God's first rules, he said, when you sin, you shall die. That mm. was the wage of sin. Not only here on earth, but even after earth. After earth. Mm. So now Jesus comes in and lives a completely sinless life. The Bible tells us that God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. This is mm. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 21. It says, God made him who knew no sin. He lived all his 30 plus years here on earth without sin. sin. Mm. And then he goes on the cross and he becomes sin. I want you to go back. I want you to go back and look at Christ on that cross. He was not dying only for the sins of this generation. He was dying for the sins of his generation, the generations behind him. He was also dying for Adam and Eve. Mm. He was dying for the generations to come. This generation we are in, even the generations that are to come from now. Yeah. So, that means, theoretically speaking, Mm. there is no human being on earth that will ever be more sinful than Jesus was. Mm. we have certain deceptions in our minds that are brought from the devil that will make you feel like you're the worst sinner 
oh my god you have done that mm. oh my god you have done this god is not going to take it back I've interacted with people so you know the things yeah. I'm saying mm. I have interacted mm. with people who tell me those sorts of things they tell you Michael you don't know what I have done I think God has turned this back mm. from me I think God theoretically speaking the bible says literally if you read second corinthians 5:21 literally he says that God made him who knew no sin to be, be sin, sin. Mm. he was literally the definition of sin Mm. That's the only reason why God folded his hands when they were beating him when they were spitting on him when they stripped him naked not those things you see on passion of Christ like mm. that capanti mm. no this was the son of God mm. naked on the cross being bullied being spat on being nailed the bible says that they beat him to a place to a point where his face was marred when he talks of marred it means He reached a point whereby you could not even tell he was a human being. Mm. He had beaten his flesh was disorganized was poorly. You could see his bones. All that and the reason why God was in heaven just looking on. He was in pain, but he was saying all oh, this is because he deserves it at that point because mm. he was carrying all the sins. Mm-hmm. Afterwards when he gives out his spirit I love a very fundamental statement he said. He said it is finished. Finished. Mm. A child of God, that goes to show you there's nothing that you can do to make yourself holier than holy. holy. Right. <laughs> Because that is what Jesus had come to do. Mm. And he said it is finished. And he gave out his spirit. When Jesus died on that cross, he even went to hell. Because he deserved to go to hell. But when he was taken to hell because criteria was he was he had lived a sinless life mm, mm. he had to live yeah and that's what the bible tells us even he got the keys of hell because mm. legally speaking and he got to the judge he didn't deserve it so everything he was supposed to go through Christ went through it on your behalf on your behalf you mm. need first get out it first get that mental picture that there is nothing that you can be going to do Mm. I used to have this mindset. Okay, now I have sin. Okay, now I have not prayed today. So tomorrow I'm going to pray to compensate for yesterday and the other day. So I pray. And, mm. ah, you get. It. <laughs> All of mm. this is what the Bible talks about as repentance from mm. dead works. Mm. He went to hell and now came back. Now let me tell you something that people always forget. The Bible says Christ died for our sins. But they forget that one very important part. Says he was risen for our justification. Mm-hmm. The reason as to why Jesus Christ was risen from the dead was now for us to be justified. justified right. What, what that word means is just as if you had never ever seen mm. Because when you sin now, God looks at Jesus, what Jesus did on the cross, and he does not see your sin. This is what Jesus did. That is why Paul so boldly wrote in Galatians 2:20, "It's no longer I that lives, but Christ, Christ lives in me." Through me. Mm. Yeah, and that one I would dwell very deeply on that scripture as we move on forward, because there's a point I need to bring out. Yeah. So now he was risen for our justification. Mm. For our justification, he not only died for us, but really for our justification. And now here on earth, we're living sinless, blameless. 
that is why even at the radio show that I was invited to, I told people that heaven is just not only the goal. Yeah. Otherwise, if you received Christ, then you just go automatically to heaven. You take exactly. a <laughs> come to an end. That's, no. that, that's what you hear people saying, heaven is the goal. Can for your justification that now when you receive him into your life, you are freed from not only sin, but the consequences of sin, sin right. which is death. death. And mm. I told you death goes far much deeper mm. than actually physical dying. It goes to the point of your depression. It goes to the point of your anxieties. It goes to the point of your sicknesses. It goes to the point of your poverty. All these things which are as a result of death, of, of, of Adam and Eve's sin. Mm. And goes majorly what, what we're talking about today for your addictions. Mm. Right. This is the justification that Christ talks about. Mm. This is the reason why he says that now sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Because mm. I took it. I went down. I paid for it. Mm. Now, when one receives Christ into their lives, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 17 that now to those that are in Christ Jesus, they are a new creation. Mm. The old has gone and the new has come. Has come. Now this is where I'm going to lead up to what my brother here talked about. He says the old has gone and the new has, has come. Has mm. come. What is this old that has gone? You see, when Adam and Eve sinned, what happened is they got like when they go, remember it, what James told us, desire gives birth to sin. They were dressed with a sin nature. That's why very first I want us to quote Ephesians 2.3. Ephesians 2.3 says, speaking to those, he speak, Paul was speaking to the Ephesians church, but he was speaking to them from a place of how you are, how you once used to be. Mm. He tells them, among whom also we all had our conversations in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature. I love how he says it here. Are you seeing it? He says, and were by nature the children of wrath. So he says, Paul says here that by 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 nature, naturally when someone says nature, you know how someone says, man, me, me by nature, I'm like this. I'm mm. like that. that means mm. you have absolutely no control over, over that. Over that. Mm-hmm. So Paul is here, he's telling us that by nature we were sinners. By nature we were sinners. And now I want to now talk majorly about that kind of nature. I want to talk about that nature. Paul is here telling us that we were by sin- sinners by nature. When you look at Corinthians 5 17, it says that those who are in Christ Jesus are new creatures. Mm. The old has gone. That all that I have talked about from Ephesians, where yeah. Paul has said, by nature, mm-hmm. we are sinners. Yes. We are now dressed with something else. We receive a divine spirit. Mm. We receive the spirit of God. The Bible says that is all that you need because when you re- look very fast to Ephesians, I think it's Ephesians. Uh, or is it Ephesians? Book of Ephesians. 
yes Ephesians 1 13 it says in whom you also trusted after you had heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation on whom also you after you have believed you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise that means when you receive Christ into your life God gives his spirit he puts your mm. spirit in you and he seals right he seals you're not a sinner by nature the reason as to why I'm talking about nature is because there's a point I want you to bring out. You see, before you receive Christ into your life, mm. you have to see because that is your nature. Mm. Right. After you receive Christ into your life, you have a new nature. You have a new nature. Mm. The Bible says that when God made him to become sin, it was so that we might become his righteousness. Yeah. A righteousness that is received by faith. So he's telling us that by nature we had to sin. Mm. But now that you have received him, you have received that nature that has a new sin. nature. But mm. you see, what is left are the acts to sin. I, I gave this story to Joel. I don't know if I told you this story. Uh, there's a, a medical practitioner. Okay, there's a guy who used to work at a mortuary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Mm. He used to work at a mortuary. Mm. He said one time as he was cleaning the dead body, he turns and looks behind and he sees the dead body sitting. A guy was seated and he ran, he got so scared, he ran down, mm. he got, he went down, he called all the doctors, all the nurses and said, come and see this guy, he's seated, I don't know if he's still alive, what? So the doctors come, they reach there with the nurses, they check his spouse, they check everything about him and this guy was completely dead. dead. And they mm. gave a scientific reason, they said sometimes when you, when you die, there's still some nerves that are you know, still active, so you can just have, can be like a muscle reflex. Mm find yourself you find the body now reacting but there's actually no life in it mm, mm. it's the same thing with us when one dies to sin because the bible says we are now dead to sin yeah that nature has left what remains is the flesh that the still has reflexes to, mm. to sin this is mm. what i mean now by the act to sin you're not a sinner by nature you just have a flesh that still has acts to sin and this is now when you become new in Christ. The Bible says, now be ye renewed by the transformed, be transformed by the, the new of your mind. mind. Mm. Because it was your old nature that was telling your body you could not live without alcohol. Right. It was your old nature that was telling your body you cannot live without sex. Mm. It was your old nature that was telling your body you cannot live without masturbating. Mm. Now you need to renew your mind. Yeah. With the idea the mindset of a new believer mm. so i believe we shall carry on from there yeah thank you so much for listening feel free to get in touch with us on our platforms on our instagram page that is seasons underscore and underscore sessions and you can leave a comment right below the post that talks about battling with addiction and we would love to hear from you feel free to also give in your feedback what you have learned and feel free to also add to what we have shared today. We'll be glad to hear from you. Also, our email is seasonsessions21 at gmail.com. Now, this is not the end. Next Thursday, we continue to dive deeper into the topic. Um, from us to you, God bless you. Till next week, goodbye.